let me tell you a story. Not about music, about pottery. On the first day of a college class, a ceramics teacher announced that he was dividing the class into two groups. One group would be graded solely on the quantity of work they produced, another on quality. The procedure was simple. On the final day of class, he'd bring in his bathroom scales and weigh the work of the quantity group. 50 pounds for an A, 40 for a B, etc. Those being rated on quality, however, needed to produce only one perfect pot. At the end of the semester, the works of highest quality were all produced by the group being graded for quantity. While the quantity group was busily churning out piles of work and learning from their mistakes in the process, the quality group had sat theorizing or procrastinating. There's a reason I use crafting metaphors. This week pottery, last week carpentry. It's because there's something very craft-like about songwriting, even though the building blocks are lyrics and chords rather than visible items. Today's featured songwriter embodies this idea of creating by endlessly imitating the sounds around him and then iterating on them over and over until a few pieces of music eventually come out masterfully honed. I'm Paul Lindley um, in Columbia, South Carolina. What's your background? So I actually did not grow up here. My dad was in the Navy, so we moved around quite a bit growing up. And then we finally, eventually landed in Columbia my senior year of high school. And I went to USC in South Carolina, degree in music education. And then I got a job in Columbia, so I'm still here. <laughs> so tell me more about your musical past. When did you discover music, and what kind of reception did you get when you first started? Music, as far as introduction to it, I don't even know. Um, because music has always been a big part of my life. My mom's a singer. You know, even even at a very, very early age, one of my favorite CDs to listen to, like in the car or whatever, was Classics for Kids, classical music featuring Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, um, just the silliness of the typewriter and pieces like that uh, were just part of growing up for me. I started playing the piano in second grade. I did my first singing competition in uh, second or third grade. I picked up the trumpet in seventh grade, I think. Kind of learned a bunch of different brass instruments, trombone, tuba, settled on uh, euphonium. From there, I decide to go into music education and I actually go in as a euphonium major and I did not enjoy it. So I kind of had my, my singing to, and this is so weird to fall back on because I am so much more a singer than I ever was a brass player, but I, I fell back on the singing part of it. Interesting journey. A lot of people think of singing as, well, that's what people who can't play instruments well do. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, for you, that wasn't the case. You were you could play the tuba at that level, and you were just like, that's not my instrument. That's yeah. not where I feel the, the passion. And now I have graduated. I have a job in music education. Um, I'm an elementary music teacher now, and work at the Children's Theater. So what about songwriting? Do you remember <laughs> the first time you ever wrote a song? I do. Back in 8th, ninth grade, I just had this idea for my uh, teen choir at church. It was a very, very basic song. It was, I mean, a lot of just like, like very just basic chord structure and had the melody. Um, so I kind of sat down with uh, one of my peers and I was like, let's see if we can make something of this. And one of them was actually performed for a national conference of youth group leaders. 
It, it was very like Southern Gospel influenced because uh, that's what the church was listening to a lot of, and I just kind of influenced by that. <laughs> the first thing you do is pretty much always just like more of what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, another question: Do you remember the first song you wrote that you thought, "Hey, this is pretty good"? Yes, a couple of years ago, we were talking at CCT at the Children's Theater about the idea came up producing an original musical. We had a playwright on staff at that time, the artistic director at the Children's Theater. He asked if I would be able to, and I agreed to it. And then I put it off, and then I put it off, and it got to be... It was a musical that was going to go up in December. It got to be like June, July, and I finally, I finally had an idea. I wanted Jack to have a ballad because I was playing Jack. I um, composed myself a ballad, and... To this day, I'm still really, really happy with how that one turned out. That was the kind of the first thing I wrote going into that, but once once I composed the ballad, it was just it all just kind of started flowing out and I had the rest of the show. It never really got a name. I find that funny. before you really had the motivation and the the support to sit down and write something you were like this is this is good yeah. I actually think this is good mm-hmm. that's awesome so what I'm hearing and this sounds very similar to um, almost all songwriters yeah. I talk to who aren't professionals uh, it's a lot of the situation has to be right mm-hmm. you have to have a need you yeah. preferably have a time limit mm-hmm. some personal motivation <laughs> Do you want to write more? Yes. Yes. All right. And what keeps you personally mm-hmm. from doing it? Um, and this is kind of what keeps me from doing a lot of things. I keep very busy. Um, I have a full-time job um, at the school, and then I am mostly full-time at the theater in the evenings and on the weekends. So that's mostly just the time. And then, and then between all of that, like, I'm here with my kid and with my wife. You know, when I'm home, I don't slip away and compose because the time I have with them is time with them. So. Right. There's only so much of it. So exactly. So you don't really have the luxury mm-hmm. of locking yourself in your artist's studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever struggle with the issue of, like, writing a song partway and then never having either the time or the inspiration to finish it? Or do you tend to sit down and kind of do it all in one fell swoop? So, for the most part, since if I am writing, it's mostly just improvs. Like, I'll just sit down and improv at a piano. 
Sometimes during a planning period or in the mornings before my first class or when I have a minute, I'll sit down. One time we were getting ready for a rehearsal for the fifth grade play and uh, the bell just went off and mm -hmm. it was, you know, the mm -hmm. that's our bell in the morning. And I heard it and I was just waiting on the fifth graders to show up for the rehearsal. So I just started... started kind of going on the motive that I had heard. Do you have anything in your mind that you've been thinking about that you wanted to work on? Something yes. Something been kicking around in there? So actually, the idea for the project, there was a probe sent out called Rosetta, and it was going to be the probe to get the closest to a um, comet and actually drop a lander on the comet called Philae. And as part of that, their education department put out a just beautiful series of cartoons that anthropomorphized Rosetta and Philae and their journey through space. And me and my friend, you know, we were going to try to flesh out something like that. The way they told it um, really interested us, so um, we were going to see if we could do something with that. Um, the probe actually goes to sleep. It went into a low power mode as it was just traveling, and for that I... I wanted some sort of lullaby for Rosetta to sing to Philae. Some sort of weird, spacey lullaby. So that's kind of the idea that I'm running with today. The concept of space <laughs> tends to inspire people to make weird choices. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One more question before we get started. Sure. So how do you, how do you normally write songs? Do you normally <laughs> start with a melody? Do you start with words? I'm usually at a piano. So with the Jack Frost project, the playwright wrote the poems for the characters, and I would read those poems and then kind of compose what kind of the feeling of that poem could be. And then I heavily adapted the, the poetry just to fit my ideas. And so that's what you're going to be doing for us today, then. You're going to yeah. be taking a concept, again, mm -hmm. so you usually start with some sort of concept, whether yep. it has words or not. Yeah play around on the piano and see what comes out and what comes first. Yeah. And like, I know you're also recording, but there may come a point where if I really like something, I will record it myself. Please, And yes. put it in my, my compositions uh, folder on, that I have on my phone. The possibly best thing to ever happen to songwriters is having a voice recorder with you at all times, wherever <laughs> you go. All right, here we go. So I really like just a major seven one chord. And so if we... It feels, it, it feels like there's something, there's just something extra there, and I, and I, I mean there is, there's, there's the major seven, um, but I, I like that that, but if you, I mean especially if you roll it up like that, it. Um, 
sort of, I don't have to anymore, haha, because I'm not in school, but I don't think too much about things and like, they're real, like, what would this chord actually be in context? But for an E flat, I'm going to D, D flat for a second because D flat's fun. And most people, uh, most people who are listening to this don't know what those things mean. <laughs> cool, cool. So, <clears throat> so I like this chord. I played this chord because I like this chord. And then from here, we go to here. And then. Right now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get just kind of my, my chord, chord progression. See what I like. So right now, oh, what did I just do? So it was here, and then we were here, here, then we went back here, that's right, then we went back here. One, four, four, we can easily go to D sad in the lyrics will make us want to go to the minor six back to the four five and seven <laughs> cool so as far as a melody to go with that when you're doing the melody there is the natural tendency to want like every note to be like in the chord but that lends itself to boring melodies so you're gonna hear some notes that just aren't really those be some suspensions or uh, some notes that like maybe were from the chord before and that's funner you know of course you're doing a space song yeah so you do want it to be a little weird you yeah. want there to be some sounds that make the ear go that's not in the chord <laughs> um but also the style you write in mm -hmm. this musical theater style which mm -hmm. has its history in jazz yep is famous for relatively complicated melodies that don't necessarily match with equally relatively complicated chords. Yeah. You're going to hear a lot of things that you wouldn't hear if somebody was writing a folk song on a ukulele, which happens to be what my last interview was. <laughs> it's simpler. Simpler doesn't mean worse. It means your ear hears it more simply. Mm -hmm. So this is very yeah. that's very typical of this style of mm -hmm. music. And so we're here. Let's bring it up just so I can... Da 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 da
artist has started to record himself, meaning he thinks it's not terrible anymore. Alright, so this is Rosetta Project Lullaby. <laughs> is when you go from the 5 chord, which they should know, to a minor 6 as opposed to a 5-1. We go to a... Ooh, tricked you. Ooh. That's why it's deceptive. <clears throat> I, I do want to use that deceptive cadence though, so um, we're here. Da -da 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 -da. It went right to the 4th, that's what it was. Mm -hmm.
do is I would recorded all of that mm -hmm. and then listen to it and then be like, well, that was crap. That was crap. That was nice. I liked that. I actually vocally said I liked that, so maybe I liked that. And then just kind of um, from there, I know I'm doing it a lot today. I would then start writing it down. So do you want to do that here? Do you want to listen to what we, we have, what I have recorded, and do a next round, put a little bit of lyric in it? Or... Whew. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, we're going to do that. All right, so uh, we've gone through and uh, listened to the last section, and now we're picking up where we left off. Again, no words have been written yet. So this is where it's kind of, this is free form, testing my uh, ability to improv poetry. So um, if words don't rhyme, cut me some slack. Part of, sorry, let me take a pause. Here's where I would probably change my melody because it doesn't fit the words. Like, um, I've, I'm all about like singing words, how they're spoken. Go to sleep, feel, hey, is not really how you would say that. Like, so that melody would have ended up being more of a go to, go to sleep, feel, hey, or something like that. So. the end is there anything that you found particularly interesting about this process it was very interesting to kind of explain what i was doing i haven't had to do that since college nowadays i can just do and like try trying to explain what i'm doing why i'm doing when i said I, i'm doing this because i like it like that's 
sometimes that's especially especially in the 21st century we're not confined by the same rules anymore sometimes you can just compose something the way it is because you like it the way it is and that's mm -hmm. I, I like that that kind of freedom because I, I I don't like being tied to the normal rules because the normal rules the flat seven was like unheard of but yeah this was one of my more toned down pieces like I, I kind of just stayed within those five chords but I also want it to be simple enough to be a lullaby so I like that progression because I like it and one of the things I thought was so interesting was the fact that you know so much theory allows you to now say, I don't have to do something because it's theoretically correct, yeah. right? But I was thinking how much money I would pay to be able to just sit down and go blah, 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 <laughs> and have it sound good. All those things where you're thinking, well, I can flout that convention. If you think about it, you do know. You have that basis yeah. that allows you then to have so much freedom. Mm -hmm. Mel Torme, who wrote the Christmas song, you know, he wrote it in 45 minutes. Yeah. But he his whole life of composing and practicing and understanding music and writing lyrics all came to bear on that 45 minutes. Exactly. Anything else that you would want to tell somebody who has never written a song about songwriting? So I, I will tell you the same thing I tell my students, the same thing I tell my actors at the Children's Theater. If you want to try something, try it. But don't be afraid of failing. Find a YouTube video on, like, how to, and just try it. As long as you go in not afraid of failing, because not everyone is going to be a famous songwriter. But no one's going to be a famous songwriter unless they try. If you have never written a song before in your life, um, but you do have some music background, find something you like, go from there. Um, one of my favorite things is to just do variations on Canada D from my variations on Canon and D came one of the songs from Jack Frost. And then with all of these songs that I've written, there are about a hundred more that sucked. And I have thrown them away. It just, you know, you, 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 have to, you have to allow yourself to fail sometimes in order to succeed. For all the songs I've written, there are about a hundred more that sucked. Sounds like that extra 45 pounds of pottery. In that recording you just listened to, there were enough lines played for a chorus, a verse, and a bridge. None of it's finalized yet, but someone could listen to only what was played and come out with a complete song, with probably five or six lines still cut out. I'm feeling inspired to challenge my own method, which is more about laboring line by line, and instead set myself a volume challenge. If you're feeling stuck on something, I encourage you to join me in digging into that clay imitate and iterate your way into your next creation. <laughs>